Welcome, dance lovers, to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Hello and welcome to Ask a Dancer, the podcast to inspire aspiring dancers to a career in the performing arts. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And joining me today is the fabulous Zoe Marsh, who's just stepped off stage from the Victorian Dance Festival, doing a fabulous class for all of the excited students that are here. Welcome, Zoe. Hello. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, Ask a Dancer is all about inspiring the next generation of dancers. Can you can we start off by uh, finding out whereabouts you started dancing and what first influenced you into the world of dance? Uh, I'm from Geelong, which is down like the south of Victoria near the Great Ocean Road. And I actually played basketball, but I'm very short, so everyone started growing and I didn't. My mum was a bit like, oh, I don't want you to get hurt. And I could run quick enough to stay away, but if they defended me, I would just go to the ground and all of my friends danced and I thought it was really prissy and I didn't want to do it but mum put me in it because I was getting quite injured from basketball Basketball. and it was the only thing that fell on the same nights as training in the game so she thought if I take her out at least she's got something and her friends are there yes so I started at about 14 holy 14 that's incredible so I was really like had no idea one everyone's going one way and I'm going the other and then it just I kind of didn't really like it for the first term, but I just went because I knew I was be missing out at home yep. if I just stayed home. And um, and then I started liking it. And I the first thing that really grabbed my attention was tap. So I was a quite a serious tapper for two years before I did any proper. I could do like basic jazz, lots of dancing, but like no technique. But tap kept me sane, and I felt like I could like get into make the some floor, noise. Make some noise. Yeah. I had an incredible tap teacher. So I did that down in Geelong, and then. When I did VCE dance, um, we had Adam Wheeler who came in from Chunky Move. Awesome. He runs Yellow Wheel now. He's amazing. And I was like, you can do this every day. He was like, yeah. So I was like, mum, I want to go to full time. I didn't even know what it was. So wow. my high school and my mum together helped research a school that would be suitable for me, you know, being new to the dance world as something that was still quite disciplined with the academic side of it. So I went to Dance World Yep. and did that one year for full time. When I was 18, and then I went to Ministry of Dance for two years after that. Fantastic. So I did three years because I really needed it. Yeah, but that's so unusual. Um, compared to the other stories we hear on Ask a Dancer where it's like, you know, I started ballet when I was two, I joined when I started school at five. Yeah. That's so incredible that it just took over your life. It and really did. Is it now something that you just eat, live, breathe, it's everything? It's literally my life. <laughs> that is outstanding. It is quite funny to think. So you started off doing tap and loving tap. Yes. Where has that kind of evolved to? What's your favourite style now? What do you love to specialise in? I think at the like the pit of my stomach, tap is always my favourite. And when I'm creating, I will always go back to rhythms of tap, but I don't wow. really tap anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm more in the kind of um, contemporary movement, lyrical fusion. I do a lot of hip-hop, which influences my... Uh, contemporary and I try to learn breaking on the side so that also helps with my floor work so more in like that contemporary field which is very vague the word contemporary but I'm in that area Um, so that's probably my favorite but I love going to like a really like I love doing groups I love going to hip-hop groups class yeah just feeling it out so that it went from tapping to thinking okay because I like to tap and I started doing singing lessons at dance work oh I'll be in a musical yeah that's what I want to do 42nd street right? here you come that's my dream singing yeah. in the rain I was like that's <laughs> it and then when I actually understood what a musical entailed and it was the same thing for a whole year yes or you know eight months it just yeah. wasn't for me I have a very short attention span oh like, eight shows a week might have killed yeah, you yeah I and then I was like I don't want to hate it 
Yeah. So I veered away from musical theatre really quickly. Yeah. Um, and then I started finding like kind of this free movement, and everyone kept going, "Oh, you're like very contemporary." And I was like, "I don't really know what that means." Yeah. And I had Jackie Sharon Scott, who's the founder of Keep Kids Safe and Dance Fabulous. at Ministry, and she kind of took me under her wing, and she was like my contemporary mom. Cool. So I started learning about like the release and the floor and. So how old were you when you start when that kind of entered your world? Nineteen, twenty. I'm twenty six now, so realistically, like I'm new to it, but I've been so obsessive compulsive with it that I've done it so much that I feel like I've done it my whole life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then I kind of ended up in the contemporary esque scene, and now I'm choreographing a musical. (laughs) I'm choreographing Spring Spring Awakening for Stage Art, which opens in May. Um, in Melbourne, so it's quite funny because they're like it's quite contemporary movement, and Absolutely. very like specific and a bit quirky. But I'm just out of 360, going, I want to be musicals. I don't want to be musicals. I want to do contemporary. Now I'm creating. Now I'm choreographing a musical. That's, that's so you're a chameleon. That's yeah, amazing. Just like this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's excellent. Yeah. Spring Awakening is is a musical that when you hear it hear the music you think I don't it doesn't really lend itself to big it's, there's not big dance numbers it's not like this is a tap number this is a jazz number no. but it won the Tony for best choreography yeah. um when it was on Broadway because it the music enables such creative yes, movement so, so I can imagine that you'd be so great oh, at that. having so much fun with it <laughs> that's it's awesome really so you mentioned a few teachers that you had along the way. Do you have a particular teacher that inspired you, anything that they said in particular or something? Do you have a memory of a teacher that inspired you that you had a moment where you just went, this is, yeah, this is it? Oh, gosh, that's a very good question. The first person that comes to my mind is Jackie, Jackie Scott, who runs this. Um, I, I think because I... No, I don't think I know. Because I started later and I was at school full-time with all these kids who went through VCA and had danced since so a little I always kind of deep down felt like oh I can't do this yeah I'm so behind and Jackie used to be like Zoe you she just look at me there and go you can do this you are natural we're going to work on it and she just always like got my eyes in focus yes she always believed in me and she always took me under her wing and she actually trained me with another lady called Kristen how to teach yep actually not just oh go out and do an after school teaching which happens a lot these days and these mm-hmm. full-time students aren't actually trained to teach but she made she taught me how to write class plans but then we're teaching me about choreography and she just did so much for me yeah I think I'll be forever grateful that's awesome <laughs> so yeah it was her just getting my eyes focused and going stop worrying about everything else this is your journey your road is different to everyone else's but it's just as strong like keep moving forward that's awesome She's the greatest <laughs> yesterday we had the teachers day for the Victorian Dance Festival and Ask a Dancer is proudly brought to you by the Victorian Dance Festival for this uh, little series and now had Eddinghausen said something very similar stay on your mat yes and she was doing it she was talking about it in a yoga sense yes that when you're on your mat don't you don't worry about who's next to you you don't worry about how flexible they are you don't worry about how you know they're not falling over and you are you stay on your mat and you stay and you stay focused it's such an important lesson for young dancers to learn Mm -hmm. and I love that a teacher pulled you aside and said yeah "Yeah, this is this is what you need to do she was like my like art mother and mentor and teacher. Yeah. She's my fairy godmother. Yeah. She used to pull me aside and be like, Zoe, what are you doing? And I'm like, okay, Jackie. And yeah. I walk out. And we're like, what's happened? I'm like, I'm just having a mother-daughter moment with Jackie. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, she was the greatest mentor anyone could ask for. Yeah, that's awesome. So your career has seen you take class all over the world. What is travelling and teaching and uh, dance in different parts of the world taught you? Oh, um, 
I've always been a really passionate teacher and I didn't realise until Jackie <laughs> brought it up yeah. that I was a natural teacher. I didn't I didn't even know. Yeah. They just said, you're very good at communicating. I was like, oh, cool. So I knew that I had this strength in teaching and I knew I had this passion in creating. But um, where I was in Melbourne at the time, there wasn't a there's not wasn't a lot happening yeah so I used to just create for myself or on friends but I wouldn't say I was a choreographer then yeah but when I moved to um, London um, I started getting asked to teach in like Switzerland and then I go to Italy and I couldn't believe it I was like oh my god and then I started working with um, different like a charity and we started um, I did uh, benefits for them choreography and some musicians but the one thing it taught me is that Actually, I'm a really good communicator because I'd have to teach in countries where they don't speak English. Yeah, that's incredible. And they did. I'm like, see, see, top, like hit my head. Yeah. And they're like, thumbs up. And then without any real understanding of English or Italian or Swiss French, or, you know, everyone was getting it. And I was yes. like, because I used noises and like, boom, I used my body and noises and they're like, ah, ah, ah. So it really fine tuned my teaching. Yes. How to teach without communicating in English yeah so that really helped me which then helped me when I went to be a movement coach which is where I was helping musicians and singers perform on stage but look natural and not feel so awkward yeah they don't understand the dance language so it's like speaking a different language to them anyway yeah so I wasn't thinking I'm teaching dance I was like I'm thinking like I'm teaching in Italy so I was like using sounds and shapes and for them to understand so knowing I was good at communicating and then learning to do it to people that don't speak English helped me when I went into t- working with singers. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. kind of the pathway it went, if that makes any sense. Oh, it totally does. <laughs> How did those connections come about when you were overseas? Because a lot of dancers are very hesitant to travel because they don't, that, that fear of the unknown, I don't know what job I'm going to, I don't know if I'll get a job, I don't know where I'm going to live, that, that, it, it holds a lot of people back. Yeah. But it can be such a beautiful growth period if you do get to, to spread your wings and, yeah. and travel overseas. What, how did that, those connections come into place and, and how did that all come about? Um, my first ever like, um, European job that I got out of London was actually from a man that I met in America three years prior. Wow. We, he um, was a dancer. I was taking class down in LA. So yep. it was like Debbie Reynolds and ML and Millennium and The Edge. Yep. And we met, he's Canadian, again, running to Canadians. <laughs> and um, we met and he actually got kicked out of his, his accommodation, met, like stuffed up. Yep. And he's like, I have nowhere to stay. And I was like, just stay with me. Like, I know I only met you a week ago, but you're really cool. Like, I don't want you to be on the street in LA. Yeah. So he stayed with me. He turned into one of my best friends. And then we parted ways. I went to Australia. He went back. Then I moved to London. And he'd moved to Switzerland and started a company. He's like, hey, Zoe, it's been a long time. I was like, Dane, how are you? He's like, I really want you to come to Switzerland. Wow. And then from there, like, I just I started teaching at a massive studio in London called Studio 68. Yes. Which kind of has quite a lot of eyes on it from Europe. So people started going, who is this random Zoe with two E's? <laughs> and then I went to Switzerland and I just kind of picked up, like, word of mouth. Like, yep. every time I got an email, it's like, this person told me that you were amazing or this person said you're really good at teaching or we really want to get you because this person told us. It was pure word of mouth for me. That's awesome. Every time someone contacted me, I'm like, how do you know me? They're like, well, that person in the Czech Republic said you were great and we really trust them. I was like, I'm so flattered. Yeah. And it just happened like that. And then obviously with social media and things that people see you going around. But I was very nervous going there. I went there not knowing 
really anyone. I but think I just it's had to, like, such a beautiful story that it was someone that you were taking class with because yeah. a lot of dancers find class very competitive and they're always looking to the side. And, class you, is you know, home. Exactly. And yes. if you can foster those relationships in class, you yeah. never know where it's going to take you and that is your and proof And we're working together so much in London. It's so funny. We, like, finally lived in the same country for a year. Yeah. So hilarious. <laughs> so the one thing actually reflecting to what Jackie used to tell me back in full time, which is very relevant to what I just said, is that you never know where the next the person next to you is going to be in two years mm-hmm. or where you're going to be. So people find it competitive, like you were saying, and that can also um, cause a lot of like negativity and like tension. But you, in a year, that person could be auditioning you for something. Yep. You have to be nice to everyone. That's right. And you're not there to make best friends. You be friendly, but it's not about clicks. It's not about being in with a teacher. Because the amount of times people were actually quite rude to me in full time, and then I'm auditioning them, they're like, oh, oh, shouldn't be mean to her. Yeah. It's like, I'm a very open person. If you're talented enough to get the job, I'll give it to you. But yeah, it was really funny how, like, I was just nice to him in class, he was nice to me, I helped him out. He was my first international job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. That's very fantastic. Cool. <laughs> so, if for young dancers that are listening, are there any particular attributes that you can think of that a dancer needs to make it? You need to you need to be the master of your own mind. And I think that goes into everything that you do because Absolutely. If you play comparisons, as you're never gonna it's never gonna happen. Because you're not looking at your journey, you're looking at someone else's. So you're not mastering your mind, you're trying to master the mind of someone else's that you don't even know half the time. They're probably some Instagram famous person that you don't know. Yeah. But somewhat you're comparing your life to them. So I say master your own mind and go with your gut instinct. Um, there's a choreographer in London who is a massive inspiration for me. Her name's Holly Blakey. Yep. She's huge. She's done like Coldplay, Florence, everyone. She's insane. And I read this article and she said, no one knows how amazing you are yet. So if, you, if, you, if you're not getting anything, yep. just remember, they don't know yet. So if you don't master your mind and master your craft and worry about someone else's, no one's ever going to know. Yeah. If you stay on your road, stay on your mat, like we're talking about, you're amazing. They just don't know it yet. It's going to happen. You just have to stay positive and keep your like head strong. Yes, and, and even if you're pushing coffees for six months and you think, oh, what am I doing with my life? This is teaching about business, customer service, getting things on time. Then you go into a job, they give you a brief. You've got two hours to get this done and I need this, this and this. You can multitask like no one else if you've worked at a coffee shop that's busy in central London or the CBD in Melbourne. Absolutely. So even if you're working a job you don't think is going to be your career, but it's just getting you by for those six months or a year, think, what can I learn from this? I can learn customer service. I can learn upselling. I can learn quoting. I can learn writing emails. It all helps if you're your own little business. So I think stay with your head and never doubt yourself and go with your instincts. That's a lot of things to think about. Oh, that's so great, though. But it all makes sense into one. <laughs> Absolutely. And finally, tell us a little bit more about Keep Kids Safe in Dance. Um, Keep Kids Safe in Dance is an organisation to help implement the new child safe policies that the Commission have just put out from January this year. Um, after, you know, the horrible cases that happened with Grant Davies in Sydney, I think they finally went, oh, we need to put some stricter rules and better policies in place because we're an unregulated community. Absolutely. Anyone. My dad could open a full-time school. Yes. He doesn't even dance. Yep. Literally. And he could open it tomorrow with absolutely no problem. With no problem. No qualifications. Exactly. Yeah. It, it really baffles me. And um, 
also, and I'm going to be really honest, um, going through two full-time schools, which were, I'll openly say, Dance World and Ministry of Dance, which I said before, I, um, I, I learned in fear for a lot of it. If it wasn't for Jackie Scott, who runs this, probably wouldn't have believed in myself. Yeah. Yes? There's a couple other freelance teachers that came in, but you got trained to be fearful of the director, and if he doesn't like you or she doesn't like you, you're not going to make it in the industry, and you're going to be blacklisted, and... Those things are what stay with you. Mm-hmm. Mental abuse is just as bad as physical abuse, and I will say it for the rest of my life. Because in those moments when you think, I can do it, I can move overseas, you have this little memory of someone saying negative to teaching you in fear and negativity. Yes. But at that time, we didn't. all we knew was to respect our teacher and their right. We didn't have anyone to go to. I thankfully had Jackie, yes. who now runs this, ironically. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think it's so good to have an organisation that you can go to for even mental mental abuse or teaching in fear or physical and also going down to like the studio is the floor sprung is the tarquette can a wheelchair access it yeah is this is there air conditioning so don't slip when it's people start sweating like there's so many other things that aren't safe in a dance studio take people away yeah so it's so great knowing there's an organization that you can reach out you can call them and just like a helpline almost and be like I feel really unsafe in this class or I feel really bullied in this class yeah because that's there's no focus on mental health or physical health or even like abuse in our industry and it's unregulated like we said so it's a go-to to make everything positive safer and to make these new seven standards which are quite strict and Jackie who runs it also goes can go into your school to help dissect all the new laws because they're very hard to dissect yeah it's a lot she spent seven months decoding it then making it dance language for the the studio owner okay I get you yeah because when you're a studio owner you're a studio owner I am when do you have time to like even like check if the apples are still ripe? Yeah. You don't. <laughs> if you just go, 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 go. And then you look at this big document and you're like, I need a week. Yeah. I don't have a week. Yeah. Where Jackie's done the hard work and she goes, here are the steps. I'm going to do it with you. Let's take a day and then your child's safe. Oh, that's outstanding. So, yeah, it's so good. She's done the hard yards. So then all the studio owners who have 7,000 things to worry about can go, let's get it done. Yeah. And she can check in with you and make sure everything's good. So... It's incredible. I'm so proud of her and so proud of our industry for taking this step. Outstanding. So if anyone wants to get any more information for their dance teacher or for their mums or dads or them themselves for kids, uh, Keep Kids Safe in Dance, where can they go to? Um, They can go to www.keepkidssafeindance.com.au or you can follow it on Instagram and Facebook and it's just at Keep Kids Safe in Dance. Perfect. Zoe Marsh, thank you so much for joining us on Ask a Dancer. Thank you for having me. This is really nice. It's a good way to spend my Saturday morning. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll be back with more interviews live from the Victorian Dance Festival. Thank you so much for joining us on Ask a Dancer. We'd love you to subscribe to us on iTunes and share us with your family and friends. That's how we get the word of Ask a Dancer out into the big wide world of dance and into the big wide world. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Get in touch with us at WPMPA.co or at Dance Q&A on Twitter.